Welcome to Two Book Minimum, where a book doesn't have to be new to be new to you. I'm Monica Fumarolo. Every year I run a Battle of the Books competition with my middle school and the four other public middle schools that feed into the same high school. We work so hard on our list of 16 titles to make sure we're representing a variety of genres, genders, perspectives, and formats, trying to make the list as wide as possible. And yet, every year without fail, there ends up being a common theme among the books that we hadn't quite anticipated or planned on. My first year, when I was working with my fellow librarians writing the trivia questions, we realized that almost none of our book's protagonists had two living parents. Talk about bleak. This school year's theme was more along the lines of characters with weird nicknames, which was definitely more upbeat. I'm curious to see what sorts of themes eventually become apparent in my reading habits from doing this podcast. I'll admit that this week there wasn't an intentional theme, but instead was going simply along the lines of, what can I finish by the time I want to write this script on Sunday? I already knew I'd be finishing Radio Silence by Alice Oseman, but first up I'll be sharing my shorter read, Anya's Ghost. First published in 2011 by the publishing company First Second, this graphic novel by Vera Brosgal is a solid selection for any young adult collection. Anya has been in the U.S. since she was five, and at 15, she still feels like she needs to work extra hard to fit in at a private school that she doesn't even particularly like. She only has one friend, people keep wanting her or expecting her to bond with the one other recently arrived Russian kid who is a total dork, and her mom and her brother just never listen. So when Anya accidentally sort of ends up taking custody of the ghost of a girl who died around 1918, things immediately get more interesting and then a lot more complicated. I am a huge fan of Vera Brosgal's graphic novel, Be Prepared. So when I was browsing the shelves and came across this, her first publication, I wanted to check it out. It's about time. The first thing that jumps off the page for me is the art, which makes sense. I love Brosgal's character styles. They're stylized, but not overly done so. It's just so obvious that this is her art and her book. I also loved the grayscale color palette for this story, especially once it took a more nefarious turn. Due to some of the subject matter, like secondary characters hooking up at a wild, unchaperoned house party, and multiple instances of teenage smoking, I'd say this is more of a YA book than one for a middle school collection. But I enjoyed my evening with this book, and I really, really, really wish that Brusgal has more to come out there for this age group. I can't wait to see what she comes up with for older readers in the years to come. There's nothing quite like the delight that comes with a story completely taking me by surprise. I, like so many others, watched the series Heartstopper on Netflix last summer and adored it, so I wasn't surprised to find out that it had actually been a book first. The best stories often are. Therefore, when Radio Silence, Osman's sophomore novel that came out first in the UK in 2016 and then in 2017 in the United States by Harper Teen, was on sale for e-readers last year, I figured I'd give it a shot. This story is completely different from Heartstopper, and I loved it for it. Frances is driven by one thing. She is determined to go to Cambridge. That has been her whole life, her entire personality for the past 10 years. And to many of her peers who don't actually know her all that well, they would tell you that that's all there is to Frances. 
She would probably even agree with them on some days. But there is something she loves even more, her favorite thing in the whole world, a mysterious podcast called Universe City. She listens to it on repeat. Her sketchbooks and anonymous Tumblr account are filled with fan art for it. It doesn't remind her of anything else, and it's something that real Francis connects with on a visceral level, not just school Francis and how she pretends to tolerate things for the sake of pretense. When the mysterious maker of the podcast known as The Creator reaches out asking to commission art to go along with the episodes, Francis's carefully structured life inside the lines is about to be rocked. Perhaps I was particularly taken with this story behind the story of a podcast because of this very podcast I've started myself, but I think it's more than that. Osmond's characters and their interactions with each other felt incredibly authentic. I loved Frances's emerging friendship with her neighbor, Alid, as well as her wonderful, supportive relationship with her mother. There were times when the story got complicated and teen angsty due to a lack of open communication and because some people believed what they felt was more accurate than what the evidence was actually saying, and I was mostly okay with this. As an adult, it made me groan, but thinking back to my own teenage years, I couldn't help but remember how that was something that happened all the time. At least it did for me. Add in wonderful LGBT representation, along with the incredibly realistic portrayal of stressed out academic teens who are conditioned to believe that there is only one right way to succeed, and I was hooked. Not gonna lie, some aspects, particularly toward the end, had me rolling my eyes of just, ugh, talk to each other, listen to each other. But then again, I recognized that as an adult, I was not the primary target audience for this book but I was still able to enjoy it nonetheless. Simply put, this story was one that I got a little bummed every time I had to put my book down, and I was excited whenever I got the chance to read a few more pages. So that's the story for now. I'm currently reading The Uncommon Reader by Alan Bennett, and until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.